Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. On this Thursday, I keep wanting to say Friday. I am just, I'm mentally fried. I don't know what it is. I'm just, ah, I'm out. I don't know why. I don't know why. But uh, today just feels like a Friday. I, I don't know what it is. I can't tell you, but I have completely gotten off the body clock. I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm kind of out of it. So, uh you have to bear with me sometimes because I keep thinking uh, tomorrow is, you know, at, at 2 o'clock today, let the drinking begin, right? It'll uh, <laughs> it'll feel very much like a Thursday night once we get to Bears-Panthers tonight. The reality yeah. will settle in real quick. Yeah. That's, that's a game yeah. only Thursday night football could show. It, you know, part of it is, is because I really don't go out too much during the week, and I've, I've got a dinner uh, tonight that i got to go to, So, it, which is the one cool thing about it is it's at Stenny's. So I'm like, psh, I'm all in. Uh, I'm I'm face first in whatever it is they have, even though I got to kind of adhere to the diet. But uh, I'm 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 ready for that. So that is good news. But uh, I just I normally on a Thursday night, I'm doing stuff around the house. I've got my laptop. I've got a lap desk, so I put my laptop on the lap desk. I usually have a beer or make myself a beverage of some type. I sit down with something that's been grilled, and I watch the Thursday night game. And tonight, uh, I'm not doing that. I'm preparing to go to dinner, and I'm, you know, making sure everything around the house is done and laundry's done and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm kind of like, okay, I'm getting ready to do something. It just feels like a Friday. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe I'll start drinking now. Um, I want you to listen to this. This uh, For those that are just joining us on the network, welcome into the program today. We are glad to have you. This was one of Jordan Love's biggest supporters and Dan Orlovsky on ESPN earlier today on Get Up. This is what he had to say about who is the most disappointing to him this season. Take a listen. I say Jordan Love. I don't all disagree with the Giants one, but I think I give them a little bit of grace because of the injuries. Jordan Love, you know, coming off of the performance in the preseason, it's year four, you got to sit for three years. Week one and week two were encouraging, and I still see some of the same issues. Mechanically, too hoppy, too slow at times. Um, The accuracy has declined as this season has gone on, specifically downfield. For a player that I thought was going to ascend coming off of the summer and to start of the season, to see some of the same issues consistently on a week-by-week basis present themselves, I'm disappointed in that. So there you go. That is is the dis- discussion regarding Jordan Love. Jason says, I'm happy with Love. It's just a young offense. Okay. Okay. Um... Ryan says, uh, I'm not happy with the way Love has been performing, but I'm not happy with the way the overall offense has been called either. How much can we blame Matt LaFleur for this? Well, that's the first Matt, blame Matt LaFleur for it we've heard this morning. Um, Yeah, play calling to a certain extent, I guess, you know, at certain times. Matt LaFleur has fallen on the sword for that. But I think – what Dan's talking about more is plays that are there and the execution of those plays. And there, look, there have been some really good calls. I mean, if you follow him on on Twitter, he actually has a breakdown of a couple of different, um, couple of different um, plays that the Packers ran that he thought the play calls were really, really good. Uh, Michael said it's not love, but he's a big part of it. 
Michael says Cowherd didn't like love. Then after the Bears game, he liked love. Now he doesn't like love. Typical Cowherd hypocrisy. Well, that's the reason you don't listen to him. And I, I just I remember listening to him talk. We were out in L.A. for the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And he, um, because that's the home of Fox, he stayed at Westwood One Studios, but did come to Radio Row and listening to him talk on one station and then going to another station and saying different things about the same topic, I went, oh, okay. So he's, it's, that, that technically is a, a show. Every now and then he's got some really good thoughts that make me think, and I appreciate that, but that, that's when I knew. It was kind of like, okay, this is garbage. So I would say if you don't have to, don't listen. Otherwise, you can just listen just to disagree. There you go. Uh, Kevin says, uh, hey, Bill, I don't think it's all Jordan Love's fault, but I don't, th- I don't like the way Jordan Love is throwing the football. It's all over the place right now. Can you tell me why? Um, I-, I think it's for the reasons you just heard. It's the footwork has regressed. The taken to, I, And one of the things that I noted, even going back to the game against the Bears, there was a couple of throws that he had, man. And even like this last game against the Rams, and it's it's what you didn't see on TV. And I went back and looked at them. Um, there was a throw in the first half, and there was two throws that he could have had in the second half of that ball game. And I went back and looked. You can't see it on TV, but he has uh, Luke Musgrave and Christian Watson. Musgrave's lined up in the slot. Watson's on the outside. Watson does a quick in and out and go. And Musgrave kind of runs an inside slant, right? And Musgrave, the minute the the safety, it's a single high safety, the minute the safety commits to go towards Christian Watson, you could see the hole just about to develop. And you're because Mike Clemens and I are sitting there next to each other, and we're like, go, 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 because all he had to do was throw it. By the time he saw it and recognized it and it was there, it had closed. Because the other safety had closed on Musgrave and the the window of opportunity for Christian Watson, who had everybody burned, was gone as well. The decision-making, the synapse between the brain and the shoulder didn't, didn't fire because he had it. He had it wide open, both of them, and he didn't throw the ball. So it could be because – Throwing the ball deep has been a problem for him. He doesn't want to go deep because of the inaccuracy issue, and we all know it. I mean, teams, that's why they were running single high, was just to protect for Christian Watson over the top. Other than that, they were leaving everybody run wide open, and it's because they're daring him. Throw the football. It's it's not it, – you, It's you're not capable of it consistently. You're not burning us with it. And it's it's kind of going back and watching that. I'm like, man, over and over again. You kind of saw that. It was three specific times in that game. So when people come away and they go, man, look at his numbers. His numbers are great. Yeah, but there was throws that really could have benefited this team and could have put them in either touchdowns or in really good position. Really good position. Uh, and he didn't see it or chose not to throw the football. So... um. By the way, I, I saw it says, uh, you know, Bill Michaels and Colin Cowherd in the octagon. No, it would not be much of an issue. Trust me. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. The question of the day 
that I asked coming into this uh, into today because it wasn't on my mind this morning. But since that popped up and I was kind of reading some things online, um, was remember the comments of, of Brian Gutekunst who said, you know, the next 10, ga- 10 games are evaluation. And we all know, and Mike Clemens has alluded to this nu- numerous times, that getting to Thanksgiving and then gathering all the scouts and everybody up after that, once that college football season begins to end and wind down and the, and the conference championships are done, then it's off to the Senior Bowls and, you know, BCS games and all that kind of stuff. Then you start to evaluate what's out there and what you have as you start to move forward. And if I'm Brian Gutekunst or if you're Brian Gutekunst, what are you leaning towards? What is, what is your, as you sit here today, what is your thought? What are you thinking about doing? And I think it's a fair question. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 1670 Thomas, who is a huge love supporter, always has been. Haven't others said positive things about love? J.T. O'Sullivan and Kurt Warner. Yeah. So what? They have. They pointed out some of the – and I've pointed out some of the good that he does too. But being a 50% quarterback does not make you a good quarterback in the National Football League. If you're average at best, you're bad. Unless you've got an incredible defense backing you up and a run game to do it with. Think about that. But I wonder when they start looking at the same tape and the same video and some of the things they do. There, there's some positives there. And also, let's be honest, some guys don't like to rip guys or tear them down. They can say, hey, here's a really good throw. And that probably was a really good throw. But when they went through one game and showed five specific plays that were off, Okay. Just throwing it out there. So, Thomas, you tell me then. What would you do? What would you do? If you're sitting here today, are you then saying, going into next season, without a doubt, Jordan Love is our quarterback? That Tell me that. Because if you're going to bet house money and you're going to say, this is the guy, are you putting him under center next year? Without a doubt, hands down, all he needs is a couple more wide receivers. Do you believe that? I'm just asking. Uh, Tom says, Bill, do you think Goody's going to admit that he failed with love? I think he will sink or swim with him. It is his legacy. Um, that's a great question. If if And again, there's still the remainder of this season to, to get a, a really good evaluation. Okay? Because maybe those things that were pointed out now that are a disappointment seven, eight, nine games into the season begin to change and become positives. Okay? Maybe. Okay, let's look at the optimistic side of things. Maybe. And if they do, then, yeah, you can, you can obviously say, hey, let's, let's change maybe our way of thinking. But if you're sitting here right here right now, and again, the way this is expressed is he's not a rookie. This guy's been sitting – this is his fourth year in the league. He's absorbed the offense. He knows what to look for. It's different seeing it live. I agree with that. But he knows the offense. He knows everything there is to know that he can absorb about the offense. He's been, in, he's been involved in this now for four years. You know, you start to look at other rookies, other young guys, first-year, second-year guys, third-year guys. You look at a guy like C.J. Stroud. You look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence. 
You look at how fast Joe Burrow developed. You look at you, and, and granted, people are going to say, "Well, those are big time programs." Okay. So you're telling me that maybe a lesser program needs four years, and then two years of experience. Or maybe you just say, yeah, the reason they were at those big-time programs is because they had that big-time talent. Maybe you just say that. But I'm throwing it out there. I'm asking you. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Um, let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Don't forget, bottom of the hour, we have Wayne Larravee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, going to be joining us, and we'll talk with him about all of this and about getting ready for Pittsburgh as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at JNL Tire Service, the best tire dealer out there is voted on by you, you the people that have worked with them, and you the people that say, you know what, good people, they're philanthropic, they give back to the community. They're right there in Watertown on Boulder Road and in Johnson Creek. So if you're at uh, if you're on 94, either way, going east or west, you look north of 94, right there. It's a it's a half block north of 94 at the Johnson Creek exit. And whether you're a, a soccer mom driving the minivan, or a soccer dad for that matter, or you're an over the road driver driving the big rig, they can handle it all and they have the facilities to handle it all. Give them a shout. JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. Stop in, tell Lyle and the gang we said hi. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Good to have you on board. Hey, if you uh, have had any kind of an accident or maybe you just want to get your car spruced up, do what I did, and that is take uh, your vehicle to One Collision County Line. That's in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Call call them over there, 262-251-1700 to just stop in. But um, I had uh, I was rear-ended, kind of really on the side, the rear quarter panel, but uh, got it all screwed up and, uh, and the door as well and the tire and the wheel. And uh, that's the job they did. If you're watching over on the live stream, that's my car. And the rear end of that thing is perfect. The, the lines are perfect. The gaps between the door and the quarter are perfect. Everything was perfect. And it's awesome. And not to mention the fact that they detailed the inside when I got it back. It, it was spectacular. I can't say enough good things about One Collision. One Collision County Line 
Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Call them 262-251-1700, 262-251-1700. Tell them we sent you and just say, hey, whatever you did to Bill's car, that's what I want done. Clean this thing up, and it's it's spectacular. Spectacular. Good stuff there. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Mitch. Mitch, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Uh, just listening to you again. I do listen to you quite often. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so you've been talking about Jordan Love and everything, and I know you even brought up uh, Clifford, but you never really touched on it over the last um, uh, thing you did. Um, yeah. I think if you're talking – I personally, I'm not a fan of Jordan Love anymore. I was at the start of this, um, but I've seen what that Dan Orlovsky's seen is regression and regression and regression. He sucks at deep throws. Um there was a couple of plays in the Rams game where he was literally seemed like he was back there for like 10 seconds and couldn't find anybody open. Like that's not good. Um, I think the next three games are going to be key for the Packers. I think if we're looking at three and eight at that point, I think you're going to have that extended time for the Packers to possibly get Clifford ready to go for a start. And I think we need to evaluate Clifford for the final six games at that point. Cause what are the Packers going to be playing for at that point? Yeah, that's interesting because and appreciate the phone call because I look at Sean Clifford. I I'm kind of with you. What what you and I are looking at or seeing or hoping for, I think is not going to happen, unfortunately. Sean Cliff what about Sean Clifford? Sean Clifford played pretty well in the preseason, opened a few eyes, uh, gave some people some optimism. Um I don't know what to make of Sean Clifford, but if now, if all of this is me, and this is a great question, this this comes to us from Taylor. Taylor says, Bill, what would you do? What would I do? I would, you already have Sean Clifford under a rookie contract. You have Jordan Love for another year. Um, If this season continues, and I do have, what is it, seven picks in the top 140? I have to see what I can get. If one of the quarterbacks that 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 are Penix, May, if they're there, I'm going to get them. And what I'm going to do, even though I am putting this kind of cart before the horse thing, I, I'm going to let it be an open quarterback competition. And because I, I now have three quarterbacks – in my in my stable, and I'm going to look at them all and say, you're all going to get a chance to start and work with the ones. You're all going to work the the offense and show us your wares. And then going into the season, we'll let let the best quarterback win and go from there. And and really look at it as an evaluator of just strictly what you see. Take and I know it's difficult, but take the emotion out of it. Take the, I traded up to get this guy, and I started all of the the drama and the controversy with Aaron. Take all of that out of it. And then when you make a decision and somebody's got to go, you know, you cut somebody loose. Uh, I may even, for a, a cheaper price, I may bring in a veteran. But let's be honest. The NFL is a quarterback-driven league. 
to be successful, there is not a successful team right now. Think about this, okay? Let, let's let's think about this for just a second. Um, you go. Let's just start with it. New England two and seven, good quarterback. Nah. Jets four and four, good quarterback. Nah. Buffalo Bills five and four, over five hundred. I think the window's closing, but Josh Allen's pretty damn good. So is Tua, leading the division at six and three. Okay. Cincinnati's climbed back five and three, two games over five hundred, good quarterback. Yeah. Cleveland is five and three. Good quarterback? No. Great defense? Yes. Well, not great, but very, very good, above average. Pittsburgh's 5-3. and three. How are they getting it done? More defense and turnovers. Good quarterback? Nah. Do we really expect Cleveland or Pittsburgh to win the division? Nah. Baltimore, 7-2. and two. Good quarterback? Not great, but yeah, pretty good quarterback. Jacksonville, 6-2. and two. Yeah. Texans, who were the doormat of the league last year, along with uh, along with Chicago, four and four, good quarterback, rookie quarterback, in the MVP challenge, in the rookie of the year talks, yeah, Indianapolis four and five, lost their quarterback, good quarterback right now, nah, Tennessee, Levis just came in a couple weeks ago, they're three and five, nah. Okay, you, you see where I'm going with this. Broncos, good quarterback? No. Raiders? No. Chargers? Chargers are second in the division. Justin Herbert gets praise every year. He's not gone over the hump, but he's pretty good. They're 4-4, four and four, though. Kansas City, good quarterback? Yeah. So when you start to look at all the divisions and all these – all these teams that are near the top of their division, and you say, do they have a good quarterback? The Rams, they lost their quarterback. They've been crap ever since. Arizona, Kyler Murray, idiot, and he's been out for most of the season. Bad quarterback, 1-8. and eight. Carolina, they just got Bryce Young, and I didn't think he'd be that good, but, hey, at least they got a win under their belt, but one. Baker Mayfield's bounced around, started off on fire since then, has gone into the toilet. They've lost four straight with Tampa Bay. They've changed their quarterbacks down in Atlanta, and the only decent quarterback is Derek Carr, and that's the reason they're winning the division almost by default at 5-4. and four. Justin Fields, not good. Jordan Love, not good. What they have in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, pretty good, but now he's down. Hobbs comes in, and they figure out a way to win, but that gets them to 5-4. and four. Jared Goff, good quarterback. Look at his numbers, leading the division. My point is, it's a quarterback-driven league. And if you think you're going to win the division, you better have a damn good quarterback. Otherwise, you ha- if you're, say, like Cleveland, you have to have a lights-out, kick-your-ass defense. Even the Jets have won because of their defensive prowess and kept it close. You see what I'm saying? So my question is, you got Tua, you got Josh Allen, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Joe Burrow, you got Trevor Lawrence, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Justin Herbert. Is, is Jordan Love in any one of those categories? Because that's the leader of your divisions in the AFC. Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott. Jared Goff. Even Brock Purdy. Is Jordan Love in any of their categories? Ask yourself that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh let's go to Scott listening to us in Madison. Scott, how you doing today, man? What's going on? 
Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for getting me on. Um, the thing that I want to talk about with uh, Jordan Love is that I remember real early on when he was having success, and he credited uh, Rogers for teaching him to use that check down, make sure you go into your check downs. Mm-hmm. But that sort of become Linus's security blanket for him. That's all I see him doing is going to these check downs. And if I was Pittsburgh, boy, all I would do is say, if it gets to be second and long, third and long, keep those outside linebackers right in those flats because he's going to give up on routes real early and he's going to go to that check down. In fact, that's kind of why he's probably been missing some of those open receivers because he's already to punch out before, you know, before the play has a chance to even, you know, develop. He's already looking to those check downs. Yeah, the uh, the checkdowns are at sometimes can be your friend, and it's you know Tom Brady has talked about checkdowns about how you know hey just give it to your playmakers let them make plays. But if that becomes the norm, then it's much easier to defend. You know all you got to yeah. do is make sure you stymie the line of scrimmage, and if you can do that, and we've seen that where they just said hey we're only going to give you single high safety or no safety at all, we're going to press the line of scrimmage because you're not going to be able to throw it downfield. You go to take the checkdown. It's a pass two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and maybe you gain a yard. Yeah, you find yourself in third and long situations quite often. I mean, I I really want to see, in in fairness to Jordan Love, I really want to see a game in which we don't have seven penalties in the first half of a ball game and see what they can do to sustain a drive. You know what I mean? And at that point in time, then you'll go, okay, now I can kind of see how this offense is working without them shooting themselves in the foot. Right. Well, thank you for taking my call. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. He drops off. You get on board. Uh, When we come back, Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, is going to join us. We'll talk with him about all of this and about the Pittsburgh Steelers, midseason evaluation, all of that coming up next on the Bill. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What's better than a Packers win? Well, how about celebrating a Packers win behind the wheel of a brand new 2023 Chevy Colorado Trail Boss? Right now at Quick Trip, for every dollar you spend with Quick Rewards, you'll earn a Packers point with our Quick Rewards Packers points. Then, with your Quick Rewards app, spend points for your chance to win amazing prizes throughout the season, like a Chevy Colorado Trail Boss. Kick off your winning season with Quick Rewards Packers points, only from Quick Trip. See quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for details. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on on this Thursday. I got to remember that it's Thursday. I'm thinking it's Friday. <laughs> There's got to be a drink in my future at some point, without a doubt. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's go over to the uh, the hotline. Our buddy Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, joining us. Wayne, how you doing today? Good, Bill. How are you? I am great. Um, so let me ask you, it's kind of the mid-season. Everybody's coming out with grades and such, and you start to get into the evaluation process, and I know Goody talked about that last week. So, you know, where when you when you watch this team and you watch film, where are you as far as the evaluation process goes? Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm in the, what I do, I don't really give grades to players or, or things like that, but um, – I think the team is about where I thought it would be, um, quite frankly. Ups and downs. We've seen some good things. We've seen some not-so-good things. Um, I, I think they're coming along. I think the next few weeks, next month or so, 
will give you a really a, a good indication as to where they're going to end up for the season. And by that, I mean in terms of uh, players and their individual performance and that type of thing. I think that's what it's more. That's what I'm looking at more than anything else. Who are the players that are going to be here when this team makes its run for the playoffs? Um, you know, in, in the future. Yeah, that's what I was going through all the quarterbacks for all the teams that are right now kind of in the hunt. And you talk about a lot of elite quarterbacks, and then you got to ask yourself, do you have an elite quarterback in a quarterback-driven league? But then the question becomes, well, does he have enough around him? They've had some injuries. They've had a lot of things that just – Wayne, I am so looking forward to a first half where they can just play clean football and they don't get called for crazy penalties or, you know, penalties that are somewhat questionable. You know what I mean? Just to see the rhythm of this offense finally get going and get an identity. I think you're right. And the penalties have been a, a big problem. It, turnovers, not so much. They, they lost a couple of fumbles last week, but turnovers haven't been the issue for the most part this year. But penalties have. And, you know, they've had 60 penalties, averaging almost eight penalties a game, seven and a half penalties a game, over 60 yards uh, lost due to penalties per game. Last week, they had eight more penalties, 56 yards. So, you know, when you look at it this way and you're sitting, you know, that's and the penalties, it's not just how many penalties do you have? It's what when do they happen? On third down and you're third and one and you get, you know, you get an offsides penalty. Although I, I really question some of those, uh, the, the two offsides penalties on Runyon. Boy, yeah. it didn't look like that's something that a week ago would not have been called. But the league went into this emphasis on these uh, fourth and one situations to kind of give the defense a little more of an opportunity. Uh, back trying to back up the offensive linemen, but they, they didn't look like penalties to me. And But nonetheless, when you get into that situation, when you start getting penalized a lot, the Packers have been penalized two times. They've been penalized for 11 penalties in a game. So you start getting a little bit of a rep. They start looking for it, they being the officials, and things happen. The uh, you mentioned the offensive line. I thought it was interesting on the on the scoring drive. They put Sean Ryan in, and I got to tell you, I mean, for all that's been said about Ryan and and the way last season kind of ended for him and the beginning of this season, he looked really good. I mean, if you want to talk about some of the bright spots, maybe they found themselves another offensive lineman and just adds a little bit more depth to that pool. You know, you know, Bill. I don't think it was a surprise to any of us who were at training camp the whole summer or the coaching staff that this kid. Uh, really, I thought in his second year showed a lot of growth and, um, you know, he's grown up a little bit. Uh, he had a rough rookie year, to say the least. He was suspended for part of it for violating the NFC policy on performance enhancing substances. Um, but he played a solid 15 snaps Sunday. And, and you know, I, I think so. Why wasn't he in the lineup from the word go? Why wasn't he the number one backup from the word go? And you have to understand I think coaches get into this a lot, and I've seen it in my 46 years in the NFL. Um, you know, it's hard to shake a disappointing label. And I and now coaches won't admit this, but it's true. Um, you have a season like Sean Ryan had as a rookie last year. You're behind the eight ball, okay? You're trying to get the trust of your coaching staff back. You're trying to get the trust of your teammates back. And he had a he had a very good preseason. I think they know what they have in this kid, and I think they just had finally had confirmation of it uh, in that game against the Rams. Because you're right, I thought he played very well there. We noticed it right away. So uh, you know, I obviously with you know David Bakhtiari down, they've had to do some shuffling. Yash Nyman was in there, Rasheed Walker was in there. They've had guys that have bounced around. How difficult? And and you talk to Tom Clemens more than probably most of us. So as a quarterbacks coach, how difficult is it when the guys that are protecting you all have been shuffled around 
And as a quarterback, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was so good at it because he knew everybody's blocking scheme. He knew it walking to the line of scrimmage, who had who, and he could tell it out and yell it out, and he'd be good to go. How difficult is it for this quarterback that's relatively inexperienced with a shuffling offensive line to really get his feet under him, so to speak? Yeah, um, and it's interesting. The Packers grade higher as pass protectors uh, than they do as run blockers, Um, and that's just the grades for this year. But of late, and we started to see it against Detroit, and we saw it against Minnesota. The Packers have given up four sacks in each of the last two games. So you know that while they've struggled to open holes uh, for the running game until recently, uh, the pass blocking has graded better than maybe it really is. And, you know, so there's been pressure on on Jordan Love and that type of thing. Uh, Losing Bakhtiari had a domino effect, in my opinion on what they're able to do, and they've really um, kind of had a revolving door now at left tackle, Rasheed Walker. They gave him a, a, a long uh, tour of duty in there. They thought coming out of training camp, we think this kid has a chance to succeed. David Bakhtiari, hopefully it won't have to be this year. Well, right away, it's now this year. Um, he struggled some with some penalties and that type of thing. Yash Nyman went in there and did a solid job. Um, Yash, I think, is always going to be solid. What they're looking for is something better. Um, can Rashid Walker be that guy? I don't know. Um, and I don't know if they know, but um, that's that's where the problem has been on the offensive line. Elton Jenkins struggled early in the season. He's been really solid the last month or so. Josh Myers is having a pretty good year. John Runyon is John Runyon. And he's had some injury issues he's worked through. And Zach Tom, from start to finish, has been their best offensive lineman. Look at the grades, go through all the gen, uh, next-gen stats you want, pro football focus. Um, but that line has struggled until recently to open holes in the running game. And I think the last two weeks, they've done a great job with that. And the the numbers reflect that. Um, but the, the, you're right. I mean, they've been moving people around and that kind of thing. I always thought the, the strength of the Packers offensive line in the last three or four years has been the versatility of personnel. Um, that certainly has come under fire this year. Uh, one of the bright spots that I really like, and I don't know if you've seen it the same way, I really think there is a, a very high ceiling for Luke Musgrave. I, I love the wa- just to focus and watch him work and run around. Now, I know they got to slow him down, and he's got to sit in the hole in the gap a little bit better in some zones, but I love the way that guy works, and I just think that once it starts to click for him, he's he, he's, he can be an incredible weapon. Do you agree? Yeah, he's got all the talent in the world. There's no doubt about that. Sam Laporta is the uh, tight end that jumps off the, the chart at you, the rookie tight end. But um, Laporta is also in a much different offense, and he's got a veteran quarterback throwing him the football who's extremely accurate downfield. Um, so, you know, Laporta has better numbers. But I think Musgrave probably has um, as much or more upside potential than Sam Laporta. And I think those are the two tight ends we're looking at coming out of the draft that, that I think are really good. I could be missing somebody, but those two guys are really good. Yeah, Bill, there are a lot of things they can do with Musgrave. We saw him in training camp one time work Musgrave on a jet sweep. I mean, wow. none of us have seen a tight end on a jet sweep. So I think that's in there somewhere. We'll see maybe. But um, no, the kid has a lot of talent. He's kind of raw. Remember, here's the thing people don't understand. He only played in two games last year uh, because of a knee injury. Played mm-hmm. the first two games of the season, had 11 catches in those two games. He was about to have a monster year at Oregon State and probably would have been a higher pick than he was. But um, the injury took him out. And however, the, the good scouting staff knows that, okay, that's what happened. But we know what we've gotten this guy. And 
Uh, they think they've got a gem in Luke Musgrave. I agree wholeheartedly with you. Talking to Wayne Larravee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. Defensively speaking, they've had injuries. They've had, you know, just they haven't been able to put it all together when it comes to all their personnel on the field. <laughs> However, that has not been the issue. I mean, for as many people that scream about the Joe Barry defense, Wayne, the way the, the defense has kept him in ball games. And I thought for all the adversity with Kenny Clark on his shoulder, Quay Walker and his issues, Rudy Ford, obviously the trading of Rasul Douglas. They've had numerous guys, Jair with the bad back. They've had guys that have gone down all season long. And Rashawn Gary coming back from injury. I've been I hate I've been kind of impressed with the way the defense has just kind of kept him in ball games. Yeah, I can't agree with you more, Bill. Um, you know, 19.87 points a game. That's 10th overall in the league, but they've held five of eight opponents to 20 points or less. In today's NFL, if you hold an opponent to 20 points or less, you should win that football game. And unfortunately for the Packers, they haven't been able to win enough of those games. But that's, I think, one thing. The other thing is the rush defense. Now, Atlanta and Detroit hit them for big yardage early in the season. So the rush defense overall doesn't look good. 23rd in the league, 13th in yards per carry. But in the last two games, the Packers, and, and the thing I've noticed about this, they have given up just 130 yards rushing on 57 attempts. Two games combined, 2.3 yard average. That's the second best mark in the NFL over that two game span. Um, the Rams, you know, 68 yards on 26 attempts. The Vikings, 62 on 31 attempts. And you're sitting here saying, well, the, those two teams aren't the greatest rushing teams. Yeah, but you held them under uh, 80 yards, uh, each of them. Right. So I think the rush defense has been what I've seen has been the greatest improvement, and it's been steadily coming along uh, throughout the season. Pass defense, I think you saw what Kirk Cousins did, okay? The numbers, sometimes when you have top 10 numbers like they have all year in pass defense, um, you know, you wonder, okay, is that because they're giving up a, they're hemorrhaging yardage on the ground? And in this case, maybe it was because Kirk Cousins came in here and sliced him and diced him. And I think, uh, uh, the Detroit quarterback had his way when he needed to, but, um, the pass rush has, uh, lacked a little bit of late. Um, they've been pretty good on third downs for the most part. Uh, but you know what, when you think about it, this, this defense overall, I think has played pretty well. The one area that you can point to where they have struggled all year and it's and turnovers are a funny thing and they're a fickle thing they come in bunches sometimes only eight takeaways in the first um eight games of the season but they did have two last week and maybe they'll start getting some more takeaways that's the the area uh defensively where the good defenses step up you can look at the pittsburgh steelers the, the team they're going to face this week the steelers have all kinds of issues on their defense they're 13th in points. They're 31st in yards, 29th defending the run. They're 25th defending the pass. But where are they good? 16 takeaways, second in the league, eighth mm -hmm. in sacks per pass play. Um, they are really good in those areas, and that's the key. And in the red zone, um, they're eighth in uh, red zone touchdowns. So that's where that Steeler defense steps up, and especially in the fourth quarter, they will stop you. They will shut you out. And they will set up their offense by taking the ball away to give their offense, which is really struggling every bit as much as the Packers are, uh, with more veteran talent, I might add. Uh, but they'll give that offense a short field in the fourth quarter, and that offense will somehow uh, get the ball across the goal line and then win games. So that, that's Steelers That's defense. exactly what we were saying yesterday. You're 100% yep. correct. I completely yep. agree with you. Wayne, it's always a pleasure, pal. Have a All great right. call this weekend, and then we will uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Take care, Bill. Thanks.
All right, buddy. There you go. That's Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, and he just he nailed it. He, that's exactly what we were talking about yesterday. Exactly was that this Pittsburgh Steelers team, that defense, it's got numbers all over the board, but they are tenacious when it comes to being in the red zone and taking the football away. When they need to make a big play, they've made a big play. And that's 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 why they're – because, you know, we were talking about this, and I said, look, it's not their offense, it's their defense. And people were saying, well, their defense is terrible, and it ranks last in the league in a lot of categories. And I, I don't disagree. But they come up big when they need to play big. And there's something to be said for that, and that's the reason they are where they are, and more so because of their defense and not their offense. That's for damn sure. Coming up, top of the hour, fantasy football. The church is going to join us. Start getting your questions in right now. I'll try to get to all of them. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11-30-2023. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you back. Hey, if you are looking for a, a great caterer and you're out in the uh, lacrosse area, Big Boar Barbecue, man. Lunches, dinner, catering. Maybe you got that holiday party. You're just going to kind of feed your staff. Call them. Get a hold of them. Carter and the gang, they're there for you. 608-612-0387. Get a hold of them. Or go to BigBoarBBQ.com. BigBoarBBQ.com. Man, they got some good stuff out there. When I was out, uh, I went to uh, Buzzard Billy's uh, for dinner. On that Tuesday night and then uh, in the afternoon, uh, the next day on Wednesday, stopped at Big Boar Barbecue, and, uh, man, so good, so good. The mac and cheese they have is outstanding, but uh, their barbecue, just really good. The ribs, awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, coming up after the uh, the top of the hour, we got our buddy Paul Charchian is going to be here. Charch is going to go over fantasy football stuff. So if you have got a question, Get it in. I've got like three right now on the docket, but uh, we obviously get more as the, the show goes on. But don't get it in too late because a lot of people wait till the, the segment to send it. 
and there's times I don't get to it. So if you got a question, anything about your fantasy football team, get it in right now. Me, I've still got one fantasy. I got one question today. That's it. But I've still got uh, one fantasy team that's still alive. Otherwise, uh, I was out of the guillotine league after the first week and the last couple that I've been a part of. Uh, they're just, they're terrible, but my buddy and I always play like a kind of a high stakes one where he gets involved in it. And I just kind of, in you know, kind of the go along guy and we're actually doing okay. I think right now we're in third place in that one, but, uh, yeah, the other, the other three total guillotine leagues gone. Uh, you know, my other two up here gone. I'm terrible, terrible at it, but uh, at least I got one going, still going strong. Maybe it's the dual brain trust or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> Get your fantasy football questions in now, and uh, we would love to hear from you. So, a uh, charge coming up here after the top of the hour. Also, in the next hour, we are going to hear from Jordan Love. Jordan Love, uh, yesterday, as his traditional Wednesday uh, meeting with the media takes place, you're going to hear from the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers and uh, hear some of the things that he has to say. Also, pretty interesting conversation Mike Clemens had with John Runyon. That's coming up in the last hour of the show. So coming up a little bit later on today, you're also going to hear John Runyon, the offensive lineman, the guard for the Green Bay Packers, and some of the things that he has to say. So that is coming up as well. want to remind you, we are going to be at the uh, Stillery in Grafton coming up on Sunday. Please, if you can come out and join us, it's going to be a watch party for uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Then afterwards, we have the Green and Gold postgame show that's going to take place live at the Stillery in Grafton. And get a hold of my buddy Tim out there. Tim, I need some seats. Let him know. Come on out and join us, whether you're there all day, you're there for part-time, whatever it happens to be, come on out and join us because a portion of the proceeds, they go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all weekend long, a portion of the proceeds go to Fisher House. And we're trying to – they've got another location out in Richfield. So we're trying to outdo the money that Richfield is raising. So come on out and join us in Grafton. We're going to be there again. uh, We're going to be there all day, really. I mean, watching uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh and then afterwards – with the Green and Gold Postgame Show live from the Stillery in Grafton. More of the Bill Michaels Show, Fantasy Football, next.